Hope you're having a fantastic Monday evening. It is Player One on Sin. Uh, well, it is the usual guests, but it's not because we have to time travel a bit. It's 2019 all over again. It is myself, Harry. I am joined this evening by uh, former co-host Nick. Let's go. Hello. And also former former co-host Nathan. Hello, fellas. Hello. How are we doing, boys? Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Well, what have we been... Well, I mean, Nathan, we actually had a chat the other week. Uh, you were on replacing a fellow... Uh, well, I guess... Uh, well, actually, I haven't done a show yet with one of the hosts. Or the, both the hosts that we've supposed to have for season four. Because uh, either I've been working, the others have been working. We've sort of been all over the place so far. Well, in fairness, uh, Harry, I like to keep everything on a weekly rotation. So you're going to be working with different people uh, every week, mate. That's true. And, of course, I haven't... You're the uh, one and only... I haven't introduced our producer, Mr. Mr. Connor, Mr. Connor Bubsy 3D Matthews, as he's like. Hello, <laughs> I was I was not here in January of 2019, so I I have travelled back in time to relive this. Technically, this is our show right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this used to this be uh, for context for no one that for someone that's come in for the first time and has no idea what the hell we're talking about. Uh, myself, Nathan, and Nick were actually the hosts for Player One back in 2019. We did the first season there. Uh, we sort of rotate in and out since then, but we've all stayed as a tight nip group. And you know, we're looking forward to seeing each other again. I'm sure because we are still stuck in COVID, uh. which is very unfortunate. But we're getting close. We're getting closer every day, which is very good. But uh, before we get into all the cracking news we have in front of us, we do need to give our shout-out to, well, to ourselves, I guess. Uh, well, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Player1Sin. Uh, and if you're thinking, man, I really like the sound of these guys' voices, I want to listen to them all the time, everywhere. Well, you can with Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. All you need to search for that one is Player1. We're also on YouTube as well. I don't know if we've got a lot on, the, on YouTube at the moment, but I'm assuming we will have some no. stuff. Once we can actually get out and film stuff, like at well, we were probably going to go to the Melbourne Esports Open this year and packs and all this stuff, which we have done previously. Uh, we will do that. There will be stuff on the YouTube. Don't you wait. Uh, unfortunately, as now, there is nothing. And with all that beautiful stuff out of the way, uh, we're going to go into our first song. Uh, this one is Rockstar by Morat, which is part of our Sweet 16, which you should definitely go check out. So a bunch of 16 are uh, the songs that's uh, really cracking it down. It's actually part of Sin as a whole. Anyway, this is, of course, is Rockstar by Morat, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. And we're back. Welcome back to Player One on Sin. My name is Harry, and, well, I may as well introduce them again. We have both Nick and Nathan, boys. Hello. Hello. Hear, hear the excitement ebbing out of your voices, and well, Nick, we haven't actually done a show together in a while, so I might say not. to you, I might say to you first, please, would you like to do the rapid fire news? Absolutely, there's, there's a lot to talk about this time. It looks like I'm reading through all this stuff right now. There is a lot of stuff to chat with here, which is good. I love the content. All right, here we go. So, news number one, main topic number one, Monster Hunter film teaser so uh we got our first look at the dubious monster hunter movie starring mila djokovic tony jar and ron perlman who was the original hellboy in those two films uh by del toro um this movie has been developed and directed by paul ws anderson who is best known as pretty much the creative head for the resident evil film series so i'm not sure if monster hunter fans are pleased by this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or they're going to really enjoy it. But the first teaser is out. It released a few days ago, and you can check it out. Originally, the film was going to be uh, released this year in September. Then it got moved to April 23rd of next year. But now it's officially coming the 30th of December this year. So, yeah. Just in time for Christmas. 
Well, technically after. On New Year's. It's the best way to start the new year, I guess. Go in and watch Monster Hunter. Yeah. End the year with Monster Hunter. Start the new year with Monster Hunter. I I don't know how... I don't know if you guys play Monster Hunter. I personally don't. So I don't know what the the fan consensus is on this. But judging, judging how a lot of people view the Resident Evil films, it's probably a... It, it could either be a warning or an optimi- or a cautious, optimistic, oh boy. It's, uh, the <laughs> thing is, it's not a lot to go off, is it? Because the trailer was like 30 seconds and it's mostly just a bunch of people with guns. Yeah. And, then they, and the monster pops out of the ground. It's like, oh, wow, there it is. So, yeah, it I seems like monster hunters usually use swords. So it looks game. like the plot of this movie is a group, a military group or squad, somehow fall into a portal into the monster hunter world, instead wow. of an actual just movie based into the based in the monster hunter universe, which is a, which could either be a yay or a nay, uh, depending on how you like things. Yeah, well, I mean, looking at the, I mean, I've just I've popped on one of the trailers now, and this is from One Media, who I'm assuming is uh, behind this. Uh, actually, I don't know if they're the ones behind this, but they've released the trailer. Uh, it has come out to 2.1k likes, which is not bad, and 4.1k dislikes, at least on. This <laughs> no. so, not not the best start. But no, on no. IGN, on IGN, it's 12k likes and 23k dislikes. Oh, well, well, Nick, you know what I reckon people won't dislike? Uh, what, Connor? Our next news story. You're right. Uh, ba- uh, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie, Terry, and Byleth are going to receive amiibos in 2021. That. That banjo yes. amiibo. Oh my god, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. I am so <laughs> excited. Thank you, God. I feel like and, I'm the only one that's excited about this. Yeah, um, <laughs> can you not? Can you not hear my absolute excitement just ebbing out? Harry of my is a big Byleth fan. Yes, I, I love, know, right? I love Harry... Byleth. By the way, on an unrelated note, who is he? Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of Fire Emblem? Uh, oh, that's like the. That's the, the Smash, game where that, that's the that's yeah. the that's the Smash Bros game, or no? Yes, like, the that's exactly right. <laughs> the, um, the, all the char- all like Mario joins Fire Emblem. Is it? <laughs> I will admit though, like these are some pretty damn good looking amiibo. As someone who does collect them, someone who is looking to get the Joker and Hero amiibo, um. That banjo one looks fantastic. I'm buying five of them and calling them my children. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, they, I mean, uh, it's not a bad good idea. looking amiibo. And they showed the prototype to Terry Bogart, so that won't be released till much later. But the prototype still looks really good. Like, yeah. I'm excited. With the demand, I'm excited with, about it. With the demand of Amiibo going down since its inception, there's just been more quality put into uh, the figurines. Yeah, you definitely have... The people who were sticking around are the more hardcore collectors of Amiibo. Yeah, because I don't think, you know... They just kind of sit on a shelf now rather than sell out as they originally did. So Yeah, yeah. But um, what so else do we that, got? I, no, like, so... I'm sorry, because I'm not the biggest collect, uh, person... In, Collector wise, so but when you buy an amiibo and also with the pop funkos, like when you you say they're left on a shelf, it's like isn't that what happens when you buy them? You literally just yeah. take them from one one shelf yeah. to the other. Yep. Well, you that, could play exactly with right. the amiibos. You could like use them in a game somehow. You can, yeah, yeah. For specific games, you can. There are special things that can be. Um, oh, that's right. Sky- was it Skylanders? One of those was it a really good Skylanders game that everyone yeah. loved. It's like a toys to life kind of thing, but nowadays it's really only used for um, Smash. But Nick, what else do we got? Um, we have something pretty interesting. It's very, it's a small bit of news that won't impact everyone, but uh, the PS5, specifically in Japan, will change the confirm and cancel buttons around. So what this means is, um, so in Australia especially American, everywhere else in the world, we press the X button to, to confirm things and circle to press back. 
In Japan, well, don't tell it's me been, they reversed it. In Japan, no, in Japan, it's been the other way around with Circle being confirmed and X being uh, wow. cancelled. So if you've ever played a JRPG on PlayStation 1 or even a bunch, even a lot of games that still come out today have that in Japan, they, um, uh, they use Circle for more action and X is the cancel back button. So what they're apparently going to do now is they're actually going to make Japan use X um, as confirm button and circle as back button. But, a st- but that'll only impact the, the actual system while everything else, while, all, while the actual game, the Japanese games will still be developed with circle in mind as the action button, essentially. So interesting. that's interesting. Um, Were you guys you know aware of uh, that? Has, that? Um, no, dialogue? not at all. No, I wasn't. That's but a yeah, nice little it, interesting tidbit. It's also interesting that um, uh, Nintendo, the Switch, like their kind of buttons in the same positions. The one that would be Circle is actually Enter, and the one that would be X is Exit as well. Hmm. But um. But I think what's even more, I think the most pressing matter, our, our final news story to close out, Nick, what is up with Spider-Man's face? Spider-Man's face. Okay. Let so, me hear about this. So the the latest installment of, uh, of the now brand new Spider-Man franchise uh, that was started with Spider-Man PS4 on PlayStation 4, obviously, back in 2018... So the next installment's coming out, which is Spider-Man Miles Morales, which isn't specifically a full sequel, but it's still a bit of a chunky game. I think 12 hours. Uh, Essentially, what's happening is the game's coming out for PS5. If you buy the deluxe version, that would cost more money than just the standard version. You'll get a free uh, remastered version of Spider-Man PS4. So that includes 60 FPS... Uh, graphical updates. I think they've got ray tracing and stuff in there. Basically, it's going to be the best running version of the game you could get. They also said they're not going to, uh, they're not going to change. Uh, they're not going to, uh, sorry, they're not going to release it uh, outside of Miles Morales Deluxe Edition. So, all that great stuff's in there. But here's the thing that they've changed, which is a got a lot of people on edge so the motion capture so they so they've updated the face of peter parker uh spider-man himself in this game to a brand new it's a basically a new face model so they've gotten rid of the original guy and they they've gone with a new guy um and they they said this the reason why they the reason why they did this was to get more quality animations for the uh going uh, going ahead with future sequels to this series of games um because the original the, the original face model didn't fit didn't really fit uh the voice actor slash motion capture actually yuri lithenwell's uh face and structure so They've gone with this brand new face. It's very reminiscent of Tom Holland. Uh, a lot of people online have been calling this iteration of Peter Parker Hom Tolland, which is fair <laughs> enough. Um, and so a lot of people are pretty upset, especially since it's been two years and a lot of people have, been, have grown attached to the original face. Um, there's also, and, but yeah. There's a there's a lot to there's a lot of discussion about this, and I'd like to see what you guys think before I mention a bit more about it. Um, honestly, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it's you know, it's just <laughs> good man. I like that. I have no opinions on the game because I don't have much of an opinion on Spider Man besides Into the Spider Verse. That's it. That's why. I, yeah, I can't really say much to it because I haven't played Spider Man on PS4. I mean, my my main issue with it is that it's. I mean, this is supposed to be an upgrade, and somehow you make it look worse. Like I don't. Yeah. This this happened. Like we think. I think of like uh, like the Halo anniversary is like that big one that stands out of like a remaster. Like Halo anniversary 
is complete and utter. Like it is, it's broken compared to the actual first game. Are you talking about the uh, the? That's the version where you can switch the new graphics and old graphics. Yeah, you switch yeah. to new graphics. The new graphics actually make the game look worse. Absolutely, you can't see the characters because they basically blend in with the background. This or- isn't, of course, on that scale, but it's just like I don't understand where they. I understand what they were trying to do with the like to make it newish, but sometimes games, especially like this, like uh, this is supposed to be um, Peter Parker older. Yeah. And yet they somehow just decided to make him look younger. I, I don't understand yeah. if they're looking at that and go, yeah, this, this is fine. Now he looks like he's 15 and he's supposed <laughs> to be some 30, 40-year-old man. That's essentially my big issue with this, uh, with this update because it's like they didn't get a face that they didn't get a face uh, that uh, that's more closer to the original one we had, but different or more closer to the actual voice actor. They just got a face that looked like Tom Holland or someone that extremely younger and the the one of the one of the big points or one of the big the greatest assets or attributes about this uh this uh iteration of spider-man is he is he's an adult he's going on 30 he's been spider-man for eight years he's been through stuff the original face model kind of captures that he's kind of tired all the time he's much more older this new one just finished high school Almost, you know what I mean. He just got. He's now in year seven. That's what it kind of feels like. Um, yeah. Which is, and I think it. I think um, if I think it really kind of hurts it in a, in a way because that's the big point about this Spider-Man. Now you can't. You honestly can't really recognize that this this new one has been Spider-Man for that long, and it's a really integral part of the story, and also a lot of. And I personally think that the trailer that they showed off with uh, Spider-Man's face, uh, the the scene that they had to showcase it, w- honestly wasn't that good. To to say, oh yeah, it's for new, new higher quality and better um, expressions and emotions. Because honestly, it looked if not, it looked the same, if not worse in some areas. So I'm hoping maybe they show off more of it and see where we can get used to it. Otherwise I personally think it's a bit of a downgrade. So yeah. Okay. Well, now that we're done with that, we should probably go on to the rapid fire releases. Would you want to take us away with that, Nathan? Since it's uh... Sure. There's some, there's some good is... ones on here as well. There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of games. First off is uh, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout on PS, PC, PS4, and Xbox One and Switch on October 13th. Uh, next is uh, Red Wings Aces of the Sky PC, PS4, and Xbox One on October 13th again. Uh, Remothered Broken Porcelain PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch on October 13th. Uh, Second Extinction for PC on October 13th. Lots of stuff on October 13th. Torchlight 3, October 13th on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Wood Salt on PC and Switch, October 13th. Uh, next one is Oni Chambara Origin on PC and PS4 on October 14th. Next is uh, Partisans 1941 on October 14th. Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition on PC, October 15th. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Cake Bash on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. Ring get the that, Stadia get bell. That sta- yep, ring the Stadia bell, Nathan. <laughs> I love it. On October 15th, Cloudpunk, which is I've actually seen some of it. It actually looks really good, Cloudpunk, on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on October 15th. Uh, Monster Truck championship on PC, PS4, and Xbox One on October 15th. Ring of Pain on PC, October 15th. Space Crew, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on October 15th. This kind of sounds like Bomber Crew or like Tank Crew or something like that. Maybe. Uh, Tennis World Tour 2 on Switch, October 15th. Nine Monkeys of Shaolin on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, October 16th. Uh, Aquanox, Deep Descent, 
PC on October 16th. Crown Trick for PC and Switch on October 16th. Fishing North Atlantic for PC on October 16th. And finally, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit on Switch on October 16th. That was a lot, I must say. There's some, there's some very good games in there. I've got to say, I'm it's excited North for the Atlantic. new Mario Kart. <laughs> that, that Mario Kart Live Circuit, that's actually kind of a cool little thing that Nintendo are bringing out. I have I to agree with that. Nick, actually. Fishing North Atlantic sounds like a, a winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. But, um, but Harry... Like, I'm just next? looking at the trailer as well. Sorry, before we go. Drive and operate 25 different fishing vessels. Like, <laughs> what more, as someone who plays video games, can you ask for? That and explore a huge open world over Nova... Was that Nova, Nova Scotia? Scotia in Canada. Nova yeah. Scotia in Canada, yep. Yeah. That water looks oh. absolutely realistic. That's amazing. <laughs> this one's a bit late as well. It's actually supposed to come out in August. So I'm assuming because of maybe because of COVID, they had a bit of a delay. Maybe but they delayed it to get the water yeah. looking yeah. better. Well, well Harry, <laughs> it does. Harry, yeah, you know what I'm. You know what I'm fishing for. What's that called? A segue. F- <laughs> That's exactly right. Just reeling in that next song. All right. Well, our next song, Connor, if you so want to hear it is uh, a million times by cosmos midnight you are listening to player one on sin welcome back to player one on sin we're back here myself uh nick and nathan and we are going to be telling you guys what we've been playing you know this is the part of the show where we sit down with you lot you know grab a cold beverage give it to you you know tucked into your your bed on your couch, and we can tell you what video games we've been playing. Isn't that just? Isn't that just lovely? Just something we can recommend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've I've got a great recommendation <laughs> straight off the bat. Oh please, Connor, enlighten us. What have you been playing recently? Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about oh, time. It's happened. It's yes. finally happened. So just take the I, stage, mate. We'll all be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm not too far into the game. I've probably maybe five levels because I play it on my... Me and my partner play it together. So we've been doing the controller swap thing. So whenever each of us reach a checkpoint in a level, we swap the controller over. And I must say, for a completely brand new from the ground up crash game, this is a very good crash game. It take like it's it's almost like a Doom to Doom Eternal situation where the Insane Trilogy was so good in recreating Crash. How do you further improve that? Well, Toys for Bob have actually done that and have done it in such a tremendous way. Crash 4 is so good. It it is such a beautiful game, I got to say. Like um, so, um, what are the um like uh, reviews like? Very positive. Very positive. Um, it's it's a good blast of crash nostalgia, but it's also fresh and new. So I'm not once again I'm not too far into the game. I'm maybe like an hour in, maybe not even. And one of the masks that we have will make platforms disappear and reappear depending on like when you hit the R2 button. Um, trying to get used to that was very difficult at first. Mm. And I like that because it adds new elements that are a challenge to the game. They're not shoehorned in there. They're very well implemented. It's not like Wrath of Cortex where it just throws you into everything. This mm. is very, it brings things very gradually and it's really good at slowly introducing things. I really love the game. Um, I haven't gotten up to the point yet, but the the fact that I can play as Dingo Dial is freaking awesome. But we're going to do a full-on Crash 4 review in the near future. I can guarantee you that. I'll leave a lot of my opinions from there. Um, what have you guys been playing? Well, I've been playing a bit more Among Us because it's a really good game. I like it. I like it. He's not it. wrong. It is. I yeah, have to I play f- 
Yeah, you should try it. It's really good. It's free on iOS. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, you're yeah. good. It's but, uh, um, it's really good. Harry, what you been playing? Myself? Uh, so I've been doing the usual. Uh, you know, I've watched CSGO, uh, TF2, a bit of Among Us. I did actually start playing a new game, which I bought with a few mates the other day. Uh, it's called Phasmophobia. Oh, and so this game is uh, so basically ghost hunters. So oh. you went up to. Okay, I think I can, I think I've seen videos on this. Yeah, so it's a multiplayer game that you and four, so you and three other friends can play together. So it's a group of four. There's the max usually, and you basically need to go. You are sent to a location, or you can pick a location out of. Usually, there's about three or four options on the map. Uh, of where a ghost has been spotted, sighted, and you're tasked with going there and finding out information on them. So you get on a whiteboard uh, four different tasks you have to complete. So these might be, uh, you need to take a photo of a sink with dirty water, which the ghost has uh, done. They put made the sink have dirty water. Don't ask me how they do it, but they do. Uh, capture a photo of the ghost, see a, a teammate seeing some sort of ghost activity, and the list sort of goes on from there. And you have a whole bunch of different items, like you've got a crucifix, you've got a, a thermometer to check which rooms are below freezing temperature because there's a type of ghost there. And the, the main emphasis of the game is you have to try and find out what type of paranormal, uh, I guess, entity that you're dealing with. And you, have, you all have a separate journal, which you basically write down or you pick the options in your stuff. So if it, like, it's below 10 degrees, you put those one of the things. Uh, and you have at least three of those. And if you get them, you basically get all three. You'll get the type of ghost. And from there, you get it. And you can get out. Uh, so I... the and mates the ghost I've been playing you, or...? Oh, yes. Uh, the mates I've been playing with, we are absolutely awful so far. We have not... none. Of, we have not escaped once uh, either doing all the tasks or with one of us surviving. Or oh, all of us surviving. It is, I've uh, seen some of you play it. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's not, I wouldn't say terrifying, but it depends. So I haven't, because so you can play this game in VR. Now, I don't have a oh. VR headset. <laughs> just been, I've just been playing it mostly with just all my like lights out and stuff. So it's still, Spooky. it's pretty It's pretty bad, but I can't even imagine what it would be like in VR. I would assume a thousand times worse. So what was it called again? Uh, Phasmophobia. And at the moment, I think it's on Steam. It's because uh, I remember one of my mates recommended it. Because uh, at the moment, it's very big on Twitch. I think like if I ch- I checked this morning, and I think there was about ninety thousand uh, people wow. watching people play Phasmophobia at the minute. That might have dropped because a lot of the Americans got to, gone to bed at the moment. It's at sixty thousand or sixty-one thousand. That's still so, impressive. Uh, no, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty good fun. I would, I would personally like to get better at the game because uh, we've been pretty crap at it so far. Also, the apparently the right way to play it, so most of me and my mates have been doing it, we've been doing it in Discord, uh, is that you actually don't... You mute yourselves in Discord, you leave the Discord, and you talk with the in-game microphone. Okay, yeah. And if you get further away from someone, you can't hear them as well. Also, the oh, flashlights like are terrible. The flashlights are absolutely awful. Like, they do nothing. <laughs> They'll light up, like, this smallest section of a room. Oh, I like that. And finally, to round everything out, Nick, what have you been playing? So, recently, I've been playing the Dragon Quest Eleven S demo on the Nintendo Switch. Essentially, uh, basically, I played, I played through this demo, or played a little bit of it last year, around about the time Hero was released in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I played about an hour of it, and I thought, nah, this is this ain't for me. But times change, people change. So I gave it another go, and I played. And so I started playing it again on the Switch, and I was really digging it. I actually really liked it. The music and the visuals and the gameplay clicked better, um, the designs and whatnot. So I decided that I would, I would pick it up. I would pick it up like a physical version. Um, I decided that I'd do this just because, um, just because uh, I, I intended to finish the demo, but then I found out that the demo is 10 hours long. 
and I thought, you know what, I'll just, I'll just buy it if I'm going to play that much of a demo. So that's basically what I've been playing. I also been playing a bit of Among Us with uh, Harry. It's true. It's always have. a good time. Gets a bit wild. Gets a bit frantic. It's a yes. <laughs> life or death situation sometimes. Literally. But yeah, well, next that. time you guys play, make sure to invite me. I will happily. Absolutely. Absolutely. How could we say no? Exactly. Um, and I've been playing a bunch of the Resident Evils as well. I, I yeah, I think that I played RE one, two, four, a bit of three. I played five, and I'm getting through six with a buddy. So let's go. That's about it. Lovely. Well, with that, uh, we're going to move on to our next song, which is Raise the Gates by Egypt Central. I can't... Has anyone heard this song before? Nope. Or the band's right. name? Egypt Central. Yes. Love Egypt there. Central. It's That's not. probably why it's in here. I would imagine so, yes. If you do want any uh, Egypt Central songs, just make sure to hit up Mr. Mr. Connor 3D, Bubsy Matthews. He will get you sorted out. Uh, this is uh, Raise the Gates by Egypt Central, and you are listening to Player One on Sin. Welcome back. That was Raise the Gates by Egypt Central. We are, well, you are listening oh. to Player One on Sin with myself, Harry, Nick, Nathan, and in the background, uh, just sort of eyeing us down, uh, producer Connor. And our next segment, uh, segment is about Smash DLC characters. And well, hell yeah. It happened. Uh, they broke the internet <laughs> because the character was uh, Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> yes. Every 13-year-old Redditor in the world ba- heads basically exploded and... They became cubes, man. <laughs> so, like, because this has been the biggest, one of the biggest memes to come out of all the DSLs. Like, whenever they say, oh, it's a Smash character, it's like, oh, it's going to be Steve from Minecraft, guys. It's going to be epic, guys. It's going to happen. It actually did. <laughs> yeah, and, it actually did. And it was it was as bizarre as I thought it would be if it ever did happen. Like, I, uh, out of all the Smash characters to ever be released, this is the most complicated of the characters. Because <laughs> there is so much to this character. Because this, this presentation by Masahiro Sakurai, once again, from his very comfortable-looking home, went from for 45 bedroom. minutes. So, this like, was... I, I think you can, like, build and actually craft, so... Yeah, yeah, you can actually mine materials from the stage and build little things with it. I think I love the fact that they kept these movements. So, usually, if a character is ported over to the, the Switch one, it's like, oh, it's just, like, the normal... You know, it's moved like a normal character. They've kept... Because, I mean, Steam or, like, the Minecraft movement system has always been very, like... It's not fluid. It's more or less... It's sort of, like, almost sliding motion rather than, like... It's, well, it's very... Much, it's like, severely limited animation. Yeah. And they've actually done a really good job to keep that and also still make him, like, seem like he fits into the game. Steve, Steve is the only character in Smash Bros. that ha- doesn't... That did not get his, uh, did did not get adapted into the Smash Bros. style. They just ripped. They just plucked him from Minecraft, and there you go. Some people yeah. are actually kind of disappointed about that. I don't see why, because personally, yeah, if they did that, if yeah. they did that, he would look incredibly weird. So, I, yeah. they, I wanted Fire Emblem looking Steve. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, as well as Steve, there are actually other Minecraft characters. Yes. Uh, there's the other Minecraft avatar. I can't remember her name. Uh, Alex. Yeah. Um, there's also the Enderman and the zombie, if I remember correctly. You would be correct there, Nathan. That and, is spot on. And what, what I found funny is that Sakurai took a little bit of a cheeky dig at Nintendo. Like... Did he? He, he? he threw a little bit of salt in there because they're like, oh, Steve and Minecraft, how hard could it really be to put him in? And he's like, it's almost like they think it's just magic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, Video games are magic. You just press the button and man, there it is. He was throwing some shade. And here's the thing. Che- like, Sassy Sakurai may be my favourite Sakurai. 
I love love to think there are just different versions of Sakurai that they all like every single emotion he has has to have a singular person like it's not just it's not just him portraying all those emotions he has like a separate entity of himself for each thing happiness sadness sassiness um, as you say yeah it was great but um what I found really interesting was that yeah this is Every like every single stage in the entire game had to be reworked, so they could put Steve in my like Steve in Smash. Mm. I mean, I like, respect the effort. I don't think oh, anyone would have like realistically thought, like, oh yeah, they're gonna put Steve in Minecraft, guys. How it's good. It's like it was one of those like made things like, oh, we're gonna put Goku in Smash. Like, Although really now they've done this, there's probably something that will happen in the future. They really could have done the bare minimum, but they really went all out. And here's the thing. If there was any group of people that could do it, it would be Sakurai and his team. Yeah. Like, they're so, so talented. So it was really awesome to see that. um, What's funny is there's still no Waluigi. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get there. I have a feeling he'll be... He'll be guys, the last DLC character. Guy, everyone listening, press F on your keyboards on your phone. <laughs> yep. Press F, press F, for the wah. If anyone didn't know, that's actually gamer chant for pay your respects. <laughs> Just a little gamer knowledge there. I, I, I think, I think everyone one. who listens to this show probably knows that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you never me, know. You know, you have some new people well, coming in from uh, the mosh well, pit. You never know. Oh, oh yeah. Well, let's not talk about Mosh Pit. <laughs> yeah. Good old oh, Mosh Pit. Mosh Pit. I know, who? Right? I know, well, right? Mosh Pit on Player One. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, more on Sin. It. But they could be on it. Yeah, you never be. know. We might have that soon. But, yeah. Harry, you know what's also coming up soon? What would that be, Connor? Our next song. Really? Well, yeah, that is fantastic. Absolutely. Ah, well, our next song is, and I'm going to mispronounce this, I just see what I know, is, uh, well, I believe it's Dragon's Tea Dintai. Dragon's Tea Dintai. And what is the artist, Nathan? Can you, uh, ozone. Can you get back to Ozone. Well, there you go. We'll, well, that's the song you're about to listen to, and uh, you are listening It's also to... known as the Numa Numa song. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, 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 I'm an idiot. Wow. I requested this song. What am I doing? <laughs> I didn't. For some reason, that I didn't see the. Whenever the, I think the problem with that is I didn't see the the cover art. That didn't just click <laughs> in my head. Very what unfortunate. We, what are we, what are our fine folks listening to? Well, Connor, they are listening to Dragos T Din T, which uh, I'm pretty sure I butchered that time. Uh, this is by Ozone, and it is a very famous song. I think everyone remembers this one from back in the old YouTube days. <laughs> it's a classic. And uh, you are listening to Player One on Sin. <laughs> Welcome back. You're on Player One Sin. This is... Oh, that was Dragon's Tea Dinte. And, uh, fellas, the next segment's starting up. And it's actually going to be led by our producer, Connor. Uh, he's talking about the high score event, which yeah. I'm not familiar with. So, Connor, I'd actually like to hear a bit more about this. So... We we were lucky enough to attend this event last year. Well, Stefan was lucky enough to attend this event last year. Um, we were given an invite to join again. And unfortunately, due to COVID, the event was uh, forced to go digital, which I think, I think went to both its benefit and its disadvantage, in my opinion. But... I um I checked this out. I checked through most of the show. It was very so. High score is a big place where they have a bunch of composers in talking about their game, talking about their experiences, and sort of how they create their sound. And we we started off with I think probably one of the biggest things for me, which I was super excited about. Um, Lena Rain, who is the composer behind Celeste, and also um behind the Minecraft Nether update and also just a bunch of her own work, she was fantastic to listen to. So a lot of the stuff that you talked about was 
background and foreground music and how it fits in the context of a game and describe the music process behind Minecraft. So all of it was super interesting. I was really good. I was really, really blown away by everything that I was listening to because it's stuff. Well, firstly, I don't know how to do any of this, but to hear it from her voice, hear it from her voice, it was very impressive and really exciting. Then next up we had Josie Breckner and Calliope Ryder who worked on the game Best Friend Forever, which we um, at Player One interviewed one of the voice actresses in the game, Amy Smith. Go check that out in the archives at Player One Sin. And they sort of went through the process on how to, um, basically how they found the composer, uh, Kalipi. Oh, sorry, no, Josie rather, Josie rather. Um, so how they found Josie and Josie's ideology of features versus themes. Like, it, like what feature fits the theme of the game and used the theme as an emotional cue and basically how different situations will go through, will basically hit the story beats through sound. And then one thing about Best Friend Forever, it's that it's one of the things that they really stress, it's a very LGBT friendly game. So one of the things that... Um, Josie actually did was take to Twitter and literally said to the people who are familiar with her, what makes music gay? And she was, she was blown away by the amount of amazing responses and very like very honest responses and all of them very positive. I will say she did not speak of anything negative, which was awesome. It was good to hear that there was no negativity when she put that tweet out and to hear to hear her describe that process was freaking awesome um and with a game based around um humans and their dogs she took inspiration from both monster prom and nintendogs (laughs) it was actually really cool it was actually really cool i mean that's probably the two best games you could get yeah and then one of the other big things that I checked out at high school was um, a presentation done by the composer of Mortal Kombat 11, um, Will Roger II. He was awesome to listen to because, and it was mostly about his process in how he got the role and sort of his inspirations behind the music of Mortal Kombat 11. And it was just mostly a presentation of his note-taking, his just on-the-fly music creation. And it was really, it was very interesting to see that because, A, I'm a big fan of Mortal Kombat 11. Like, absolutely. And he even showed demonstrations through cutscenes of how he implemented the music and the kind of mood he wanted to set. So it was really cool to, um, to get through that. And... I didn't. I didn't stick around for the whole show because it was a. It was a long show. Like it went from about nine a.m. nine thirty a.m. till about five thirty. So it was a long, long show. But I did catch the um, the final um, closing speech from Dan Golding, who was the um, who was the composer behind Untitled Goose Game and oh. Melburnian. So that was really cool. So. Obviously, I would have loved to have actually properly attended this event, but for what we got in a um, digital setting, they did every, they did the best they did with what they had. It was still a good show. It was still a very informative and very impressive show. But I think the fact that we weren't able to really talk to these people and really get to know them on a personal sense was a bit disappointing because I definitely would have loved to have rubbed shoulders with some of the, the, be- the big composers in the Australian scene, but overall really fun show. Like I really, really enjoyed it, but um, are they going to be having uh well, if they have the chance to actually have a, because have they, have they been doing this uh, IRL before uh, COVID? I'm assuming they were. Yes. Yeah. They did it last year. Where did they have it last year? Um, I don't remember exactly. Um, we'd have to ask our dearly beloved Stefan on that. 
because he attended oh, last year's high score event. Actually, I'm just thinking, yeah, it's not really the 2019 group without Stefanson, is it? You've sort of, well, I guess you, you've come <laughs> back in time and uh, taken Stefan somewhere. Yes. I'm sure. Mm. Yes. The future. Uh, he, he's been he's been kidnapped by Michael transactions. Yeah. Yes, well, that's Stefan, exactly right, Nathan. Exactly right. <laughs> Stefan, for people been... that don't know, is uh, that he passed on, as all people do when they turn 26. He, he reached, sin. yes, they he reached his sin death. Yes, very sad thing, but. The show, unfortunately, does need to go on. And uh, I guess we need to go on to our next song. Would that be right, Con? That's absolutely right, Harry. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, we have Astromania by Vice Tone. Which is... I think it's actually Astronomia. Astronomia. Oh, well, there you go. Ooh. That's a... Well, oh, that's it might be Astromania. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we'll no, stick with Astromania, Astronomia. and if I'm wrong, then we I'm sure we can fix it in post. Easy stuff. Yeah, it is Astronomia. Astronomia. Well, there we go. Nathan's Nathan's on the ball, which we like to oh, see. Oh, on is, the case. <laughs> this is Astronomia by Vice Tony. You are listening to Player One on Sit. That was Astronomia by Vice Tone. You are listening to Player One on Sit. It is myself, Harry, Nick, and Nathan. How are we doing, boys? Still with us? Still doing well? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good to hear. And our next segment is uh, actually, it's more Minecraft. It's not Smash this time. There's actually been a new Minecraft update, the Minecraft cave update. Nick, would you like to go into a bit of detail for us on this one? Because I know you're you're such an avid Minecraft fan. I know know (laughs) you play quite a lot of it. Oh, I love Minecraft. I've never owned it. Exactly. That's why (laughs) I think think that you would be perfect for this. Minecraft is a game that came out in 2008. (laughs) (laughs) that's good information so um the caves and cliffs update as it's called um is an update um a lot of people have been asking for a cave update for a long time so they've added in new cave generation um as well as new types of caves like uh dripstone caves and lush caves so cool new caves uh they've also added in like um like archaeology there's a new archaeology system which is okay and there's also like stuff like crystals and telescopes uh bundles i'm not sure what those are the skulk sensor block and a new hostel mod the warden so no. of course minecraft needs another new hostile mob because it wasn't scary enough uh it also um the mountain update that people voted for last year will be included in this update as well oh yeah there's uh, goats you... yeah there's mountain goats oh hell oh, that's, okay that's yeah exactly that, that's that's an after. update within itself that's an update goats. within itself that's i have nice. a question uh, it, it also adds a new it also oh. adds a new metal called copper um and what's cool about copper is um as you wear the armor and use the sword it it gradually turns green as you play so you can actually oh, okay. prove how much time you've spent in in game by wearing copper armor and seeing it like rust. Um, got a, Nick, you had a, Nick, yes. you had a question. I've got a question. Um, what were wrong with the what was wrong with the caves before this update? <laughs> Nothing. People just thought you know they could use a bit of spicing up, I guess. Okay. So they were just kind of boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and there's also another oh, new okay. mob. <laughs> 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 no news for Car- you. Go Carry on, Nathan. Uh, there's also another new mob, which is apparently um, a new contender for the cutest mob, the Axolotl, which is, for those uninformed, the Mexican walking fish. Oh. Huh. Nani. But it was which one was that? The uh, how do you pronounce it? I, I feel like I don't want to pronounce it right now. Axolotl. Like yeah, those are honestly those are pretty. It's funny because it's like a really cute pink fish. Well, I would. I guess he called it a fish. It's like something like that. Uh, I think it's kind of like an amphibian. I'm not sure. Yeah, and then there's just this giant. Um, just monster demon looking thing because why not because i mean both things basically they go together it's really good so yeah that's a that's the minecraft update the 
the cave update. So yeah, that's that. That's pretty <laughs> interesting stuff. I mean, I haven't played Minecraft in actually a while, so might pop in and have a look at this new update because I looked at some of the stuff uh, that did come out with it, and it, it all looks pretty cool. I recommend okay, anyone who has the Nick, you might need to buy the game so you can look and go look in caves and train a goat. I can't wait till we go in the cave and go, wow, it's different. Wow, wow. I can this tell. <laughs> I can because tell because the other thing That's probably yeah, that as well. But why would I need to buy Minecraft when Minecraft is in Fire Emblem Smash Bros? That's true. <laughs> See this this man's thinking ahead. Anyway, we're going to move on to our next song, which is the Sunny's Theme by Guy Jackson from the uh, Sea of Solitude OST. So I'm assuming... Who's, who's put this one in? I feel like this is either... This seems like a Connor or... Nate. Yeah, it's a Connor one. Yeah, I man. Thought sea so. of Solitude. Fantastic looking sea game. Sea of Solitude. There you go. That's the man. He's talking about it. You are listening to Player One on Sea. Welcome back. That was Sonny's theme by Guy Jackson from Sea of Solitude OST. Yes, that is exactly what the whole title of the song is saying. I'm not lying. Uh, you are listening to Player One on Sin. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the second hour of the show. Woo! Top of, the, top of the hour. Yeah, top of the hour. So, of course, we have myself, Harry. We have Nick. Yeah, hey. We have uh, Nathan. Good to be here. Top of the hour to you. And of course, we have as as always our uh, our lovely producer, Mister Matthews, Mister Connor oh, Matthews. How yes. are we doing, Connor? Time travel. Very tired, but I'm still here. Well, that's good to hear. That means you you're putting in the effort, Chief. And that's what we like. Uh, so for the next hour, what are we going to be doing? We've got the gaming grudge match uh, results, and also the new segment of gaming grudge match, which is uh, very nice. We have an interview. With uh, Gwen Frey, which has, of course, already been done. This was done by Connor, of course, so it is pre-recorded. So this is very from the past. About this. Very, very epic. Very good stuff. And uh, well, I think that's about all the stuff. I think we have a few other shots of gaming news that we'll be discussing along the way. But uh, as always, if you're sitting here and going, man, I really wish I could hear Nick talk about Minecraft all the time, 24-7, all the way back in 2019, because he has done that before. Well, my friend, do I have a surprise for you? Because you can find us on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, we're also on YouTube as well. That's the Player One Podcast. You can also find us at Player One Sin on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to hit us up with any questions or just, you know, you want a picture of Nathan because, I mean, he is a very gorgeous-looking man, so I want a picture Without of Without question. So definitely, if you want the, either, you know, tips from us, news from us, uh, questions or pictures of Nathan, make sure you hit us up there. <laughs> but, uh, well, Nathan, can you take us away because you know what time it is? It's time for the... Gaming Grudge Match! That's right. And yes, not just the Gaming is. Grudge Match, it's the update slash announcement yes. of last week's winners. So, Connor, can well, you tell us what happened last week? Well, I can absolutely tell you, Harry. Well, last week, we had um, two big Nintendo icons go head-to-head in Mortal Kombat. Not really. It was the Nintendo DS versus the Nintendo Game Boy. Um... Well, we finished with a 50-50 split. Oh, damn. Really? Yep. Wow. It was, uh, it's, a, it's a tie, gentlemen. Now, tie. I'm a little bit surprised about this. People, the Game Boy, most, I mean, the Game Boy models don't even have a backlight till 2002, 2003. Was this, so was this the Game Boy family of, of systems or was it just yes. the, oh, yes. okay. The Game Boy family of systems, which includes the Game Boy Advance, and then we got the Nintendo DS, which will, which also includes the Nintendo DSi and the Nintendo DSi XL, oh, and the DS Lite. Um, yeah, dead even split, fitty fitty. Damn, I, I would have assumed DS would have killed it. I know, right? Well, I feel like every, we all picked DS last uh, well, I, week I when I we picked, were deciding. I'm pretty sure. No, I picked. Um, I picked. Um... I picked Game Boy because I thought that the historical significance of the Game Boy was a That's bit more... That's right, you did, Nathan. Well, there you go. Nathan's just made a bunch of old accounts and made sure the Game Boy got at least 
I know, right? <laughs> he, he's voted multiple times. And no, I actually, I actually forgot to vote. So <laughs> I, oh, Mason, you could have... No, no, no. It could have been he got winner. a ringer. He got a ringer to do it for him. That's why. Ah, of course. He knew he was going to forget, so he got so, someone to do it for him. And I think it's really funny that he made alt accounts only to end up in a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Such is the power of the Nintendo uh, DS, I guess. I love it. I love it. But um, yes, that was the results of the gaming grudge match. And Harry, it is time to go to our next song. That is true. It is time to go to our next song, which is the FBI special agent from the Deadly Premonition OST. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder who I wonder could who have picked this in. one. Yeah. yeah, I wonder no. who put this in. Mm. The, the one it's fan of Deadly scratcher. Premonition at Player One. Ah, that'd probably, it'd probably be George, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. It would be George. George yeah. We miss George. We, we do miss George. George. I haven't actually spoken to George in a while. If you're listening, George, please do return my calls. I'm looking for that kiss. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is FBI Special Agent from the Deadly Premolition OST, and you are listening to Player One on Sid. Welcome back, everybody. That was FBI Special Agent from the Deadly Premonition OST. You are listening to Player One on Sin. And Nathan, you know what time it really is now? It's actually time for the Gaming Grudge Match! Ah, uh, Beautiful. I, just, I love hearing it every time. It's beautiful. Oh, it never gets old. Never gets old. And yes, we have a brand new gaming grudge match. And to celebrate the month of spoopy stuff, it's 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 Halloween season. Everyone's getting into the spirit. Everyone's getting their costumes ready for probably a Halloween indoors. I can't wait to uh, buy pumpkins and eat them. Yeah, I know, right? Yes. I, I can't wait to buy lollies for myself and just eat them. Um, we yeah. have jump games with jump scares versus games with psychological horror. You know, one's uh, a bit of a short burst of horror. One's a bit of a prolonged burst of horror. Well, who do you guys have and why? What do you mean by psychological horror? So something that's more of a... It's more of atmospheric. It's more atmosphere, it's more tone, it's more what you can't see, rather than, boom, jump scare. Ah. So picture jump scare is almost like a Five Nights at Freddy's. Picture this as more of a Silent Hill slash Until Dawnish kind of thing. So you mean more survival horror than... Kind of. Kind of. Or any sort of horror game that has psychological elements to it. Okay. But who do you gents have and why? Oh, I'm actually... I'm very, very... Uh, I'm, I'm split. I'm very split. Well, unfortunately, there's no 50-50 here. You've got to pick one or the other. <laughs> a decisive um, group of people at player one. Oh. You'll be banished if you don't. Banished you got, to the shadow realm. Your first warning was not voting. A gaming grudge match last week. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer. <laughs> I think I prefer um, jump scares. Like they just scare me a bit less. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I'll take that. Harry, who do you have and what? I mean, I I'm terrible with horror games. To be completely honest, like jump like jump scares that really shouldn't get me get me all the time. You know, like really terrible Gary's mod horror maps. That are like put together by some fourteen-year-old on his dad's work computer back in like two thousand and twelve. Uh, yeah, that stuff gets me. But I'd have to, if I had to pick, I'd probably say psychological, just because because it builds you into it, and it's just like it's sort of like the phasmophobia game I was talking about. It's like the it's just like the constant noises, like the eerie silence, and just like the hum of stuff and just things going off like left and right it's nothing ridiculous but it just builds you up to that final moment it just yeah I'd, I'd probably have to say psychological I like that Nick who do you have and why um honestly I would say if there was a third option I'd probably say survival horror but because I honestly haven't played a much not a lot of psychological horror and I'd stay away from Five Nights at Freddy's because that scares me. But um, <laughs> um, I get, all I can say is some of my first playthroughs of the original Resident Evil 
uh, games that have fixed camera angles, uh, those first playthroughs or those first times in them were very psychological and were way more scary than what they are now. So I'd probably have to go with psychological. I, How about I you, wholeheartedly Connor? agree with you. I All wholeheartedly right, so agree with Nick. Again. Yes, and I... I strictly say that because my favorite horror franchise of all time is the Silent Hill series, which is all psychological horror. So I love it to death. Yeah, I don't like psych- I don't like horror at all. Why do Why do I even have to be a part of this? <laughs> why is it Halloween? It's the You got to get into the spirit, Nathan. You got to get into the spirit of Halloween. We're gonna play some scary stuff. Mm. Get around it. <laughs> he loves that idea. <laughs> he loves so happy. Right. Well, I actually, I, I might try playing that phantasmal, uh, phantasmophobia game that you were talking about, Harry. It sounds interesting, so I might try playing it. Yeah, it's a good bit of fun. I enjoy it. Play with Harry. Yeah, sure. even be. better. But uh, I've, I've been, I've been itching to play some more Man and Medan. That's been, that's been really good. Man and I played the- a little bit of that. The, from the creators of Until Dawn. Oh, so, oh wow. you know, I've never played that game. It's really good. Until, Until Dawn, Dawn is fantastic. Play it on stream, Harry. Good Get day. around it. If you can I, keep I everyone alive... I have to check alive, how much it is at the moment. If I can keep everyone can, Oh, I very much doubt I'd be able to... But if you can, Harry, you will get a Caramello Koala, especially from me. Oh, I mean, I can't say no now. You know what? Yeah, right? It's hard to keep people alive in. Yep. Um, Oregon Trail, I think it's called. <laughs> yes, because they all died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Right. Died of dysentery. Uh, but that, that's the classic. That's the classic meme to um, the Oregon Trail. But yeah, you, you know, know what? Also doesn't... A... Oh. Oh, Nathan, you were going to segue into it before me. Yes. Well, you know what doesn't die of dysentery? Our next song. Connor's plot armor has been taken away from him. (laughs) I know, right? You never would have seen it coming, but here we are. I didn't, Uh, no. Yeah, well, our next song is uh, Paranoia. Uh, Yeah, Paranoia. That's Why do do I have trouble pronouncing that word? I looked at him like that's not how you spell that, but it is. I'm just stupid. Paranoia by a day to remember. I'm not sure whose uh, suggestion this is. Take a guess. Could it be you, Connor? Yes. Damn. <laughs> Who would have thought? You are listening to uh, Player One on Sin. That was Paranoia by A Day to Remember, and you're listening to Player One on Scene with myself, Nick, Nathan, and Connor. And speaking of Connor and uh, radio yes. and interviews and all this lovely stuff, uh, Connor, we've actually got our next segment is the interview you did with Gwen Frey a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were given the opportunity to interview Gwen. She was absolutely fantastic. So some of her most notable work, she contributed... Um, as, as a part of Irrational Games, who were a part of Bioshock Infinite. So she helped in with that. She's also currently in, um, she's currently working on a game called Labrat, which is slated to have an open beta soon. So, um, yeah, this was a really fun interview and probably the most, one of the more interesting interviews I've ever done because of uh, the time difference, because she lives, she lives in America, gentlemen. So I had to stay up real late. Just oh. to just to get to interview her, it was an absolute it was an absolute fun time. She was such a great sport about everything. We had a lot of a really a really strong and emotional chat about um, COVID, about game development during COVID, and her experiences throughout the game industry. So what we got is uh, we got a bit of a snippet for you, a bit of a ten minute snippet. The rest of the entire interview will be found on our podcast feed. So go check that out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni. So yeah, go check out the interview and uh, we'll head into that interview right now. And after the 10 minute, we'll go into our next song. 
Welcome back to Player One. That was uh, Mr. Connor Matthews, our producer's interview with Gwen Frey. If you want to hear the rest of it, make sure to go check it out on the uh, Spotify and also I believe you've put it on the uh, on the Omni. Connor, would I be correct yes. there? Yes, yeah. on all of our podcast feeds. Well, there you go. All of them. Apple, Google, Spotify, Omni. Wherever you might be able to find them, please go do check that out. It, was, uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. You just heard 10 minutes snippet of it, so... I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you listen to the go, go check it out. Stopping it was a, bit to go hear it. It was nearly a half an hour interview. And uh, with the end of that uh, interview there, we unfortunately do have to say uh, goodbye, everyone, because the show is ending. Yeah. For, the, yeah. for at least this episode. Connor's going back to the future. Yes. Yes, I'm going back to 2020 when I realized that, man, early 2019 was so cool. Also, who is he? Harry, who is this guy? Like, I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I actually don't know. I, I've honestly just been calling him that because that's what his name says on the Zoom call. I actually have absolutely no idea who <laughs> Do you think it's Stefan playing a prank? It could be, you know. But <laughs> Stefan does have a very good sense of humor, so... Yeah, man. Might he's, be he's a prankster. He's a prankster. But, you know, if you want to listen to more of us pranksters, where can they find us, Harry? Ah, well, I was just saying, actually, you can find us on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, and uh, Omni for the podcast, which, of course, is where all the episodes go. Once they go up on there, they get downloaded onto those uh, sites. You can also find us at Player One Sin on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is uh, pretty good. We do like to see that. So, yeah, those are the spots you can find us. And until next time, uh, we will catch you. Does anyone have any famous quotes that they'd like to... Uh, delight our viewers and listeners' uh, ears with. Uh, I'm glad you didn't mention Garfield Cart once during this episode. Well, now that you've said Congratulations, it, Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> you have mentioned Garfield Cart. Yeah, wow. you just played yourself. Since, since you were so kind to uh, remind me, I do have to thank you, actually, because uh, I hadn't said anything, which is... Uh, that's my fault. You know, as a long-time Garfield Kart fan who has played there you through go, it, you've done it game, now. No, I, I do very much apologise wholeheartedly to my fans. Uh, but I can tell you this. Garfield Kart is a racing kart game uh, published by Microids and developed by <laughs> Artifact Studio. The game is based on the Garfield Show, which is uh, based on the American comic strip Garfield. Uh, the series is exclusively produced by Garfield creator Jim Davis. And although it was released on both iOS and Android, both versions are no longer available. However, the game continues to be offered for Microsoft Windows Steam and Wild Tangent and Nintendo 3DS. Uh, G- a sequel titled Garfield Kart Furious Racing was also released for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One back in 2019. And the game in its 2019 sequel were the final appearances of the Garfield show designs of these characters. The reboot Garfield Originals is scheduled for release in the United States for 2021. There we go. There we go. Um, Nick, any final words before we close up shop? I can't say anything after that. Well, Nathan, you've already said your piece. You've already you you set Harry off, so I'm I'm going to let you I'm going to let you there. But I do have one request. Now, our Crash Bandicoot Four It's About Time trailer analysis is very close to hitting 100 downloads, and it would be awesome if you could download that pod, listen to it. And hopefully, by the time it reaches 100 downloads, we will have a full-on Crash 4 review up on the podcast feed. So please, go check out that Player One trailer reactions. Meet myself, Nick, and 1700's Paul Waxman. We had a tremendous time doing it. So go check it out. Ton of fun. And until next week, we will see you at the same Player One time, same Player One channel. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.